Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. I'm glad you're joining me today. Choir Talks usually comes out of whatever I've been reading from the Bible during the week uh, that we record. And so right now I'm reading through the book of Isaiah, and uh, today I want to just look at chapter 11 in Isaiah. Uh, Sometimes as we're doing choir talks, uh, I'm on a journey with a definite destination that I want to point you to and and help you see. Um, But as I look at chapter 11, uh, this is more like a journey where you're just stopping and and looking at the beauty as you journey through. Uh, So that's kind of where we are here. I don't know that I have a super big point to lead you to. Uh, I just think this is a beautiful chapter and, and I'm really interested in learning more about about what uh, is going on here in chapter 11. So uh, start here's verse 1, and then I'll give you some background and context. Verse 1 says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. Uh, all right, so this stump um, has been alluded to a little bit before in Isaiah. So just kind of giving you that context a couple of times, like in Isaiah chapter 6, for instance, uh, God delivers um, a prophecy about the future, uh, which gives you this image of Israel being, or Judah, being cut cut off like a great tree that is cut off at the bottom and left as a stump. And at the end of chapter 10, again, he talks about great powerful trees um, representing uh, Judah and uh, being uh, cut off and left as a stump so by the time you get to chapter 11 you just have this image in your mind of where Israel where Judah is going and uh, it looks bleak it looks like they're just going to be left as a stump and then you get to chapter 11 and you realize that even though the situation looks hopeless God has a plan and God has made promises uh, to David and those promises are not going to be forgotten even though um, Judah has fallen into um, evil practices and, uh, and so there's going to be judgment, but the promises are not going to go away. So out of this stump, this apparent dead thing, uh, God is going to continue his faithfulness by bringing forth this, this green shoot that becomes a, a branch that grows up out of the stump. So I like that imagery. Uh, it gives me hope for a lot of situations that I look at in my life when I see just this something that just seems dead. It just seems like um, it's hopeless, and yet a faithful God is uh, is still at work there in what seemingly to me would look dead, and uh, there will be a green shoot yet to come that I can hope for, that I can pray for. And so uh, that this whole image gives me hope to see what God did in the past and what is is possible for me. Um, why is it a why is it called a stump of Jesse instead of the stump of David? Most of the promises were made to David in most of the scriptures when they refer to uh, the Messiah yet to come. Uh, they talk about him being the son of David, um, but it's interesting here that this is called the stump of Jesse, and I won't pretend to know exactly what God is saying here when he uses Jesse instead of David, but 
I think one of the things that you can take away from this is that the beginnings for David were was not some royal line. He didn't begin uh, in a royal family and then grow up to be a king. He began in a humble family, the family of Jesse, the household uh, that was that was uh, nothing special uh, when Samuel came at the direction of God and set David aside to anoint him to be the king. So um, this idea of the stump being the stump of Jesse just adds to the humility or the, the humble place from which the promises of God were delivered uh, when, um, when David was chosen out of the line of Jesse. Um, so I mentioned the word Messiah already. This this shoot this that becomes a branch is definitely a uh, a prophecy about a Messiah who is yet to come. He is the one that's going to rise out of the stump um, that was the Davidic uh, king uh, kingly line. He is going to come from that line and just be a. a uh, a root that rises out of the deadness, seeming deadness of that line, um, when uh, that line is destroyed, as, as Babylon uh, uh, as they are led into captivity in Babylon. Um, however, that line didn't completely die out. In Matthew chapter one, you can see the the um, genealogy that leads from the Davidic line down to Jesus. So even though that looked like it was dying uh, shortly after or sometime after the time of Isaiah, uh, God's promises were still faithful. All right, so rolling on, you got this uh, stump of Jesse and the shoot that comes from it. And then it says about this branch or this shoot, this Messiah to come. Verse 2 says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Uh, so you get this uh, sevenfold uh, mention of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit coming on this Messiah. And so we see that uh, Jesus is anointed and uh, lives his life in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this sevenfold ministry or, or sevenfold power of the Holy Spirit is, is on him. And then in verse 3, it says that he will not judge by what he sees or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge. And so we see that in, in the ministry of the Messiah and in the reign of the Messiah as he comes to take the throne of David, that there's going to be um, righteous judgment. Uh, he's going to have perfect judgment. He won't be swayed by any... Uh, political power or the uh, influence of the powerful, he is going to judge perfectly in righteousness. So he's going to judge perfectly. And uh, in verse four, it says this, but with righteousness, he will judge the needy with justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. So uh, his perfect judgments are going to benefit not the mighty, uh, not some sliding scale of how powerful you are. He's, his judgments will benefit the needy and the poor, those who are unable to exert influence on usually in kingdoms. And then it says something interesting in verse 4 also. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. 
Um, so he's he is going to uh, his power is going to be displayed not through military might, not through an army, but through his his words. And it is the words of Jesus, the Messiah, that that, that changes everything. It is it is his life, his ministry, but it's also his words that lived on through his disciples as they shared those words. A, across the known world and and uh, the Holy Spirit used them to draw people into the kingdom and so that really fits the picture of Messiah then uh, here's three verses that are just they're just beautiful and, and just crazy sounding in a way verse 6 says at, at in that rain he's talking about in the rain of this uh, shoot out of the stump of Jesse uh Here's what it's going to look like. He says, the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put his hand into the viper's net nest. They will neither harm nor destroy any on my holy mountain. Uh, that's a really cool passage. It is cra- it's crazy sounding. Uh, you see all these natural enemies, and yet they, they live in harmony in a way that has never been seen before. So the reign of Messiah is going to bring a, a perfect peace. I think that's what's being communicated here. It's going to be a peace that is supernatural. It's going to change the order of things. Uh, it's not a peace like has been seen anywhere in the world at any in any time. Um, so there are a lot of ideas about what this is describing, if it's a millennial kingdom or if it's a part of the eternal heavenly state at the end of time. Uh, I don't want to go off the deep end into any of those potential explanations, but here's what's to understand for me is that in the reign of Messiah, Uh, there's going to be perfect peace. And then in verse 9, it says that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So in the reign of Messiah, uh, the knowledge and understanding of who God is, and this is not talking about an intellectual knowledge, but a a relational knowledge that people all over the world uh, are going to know and know the Father and have a relational um, relationship with with the Father through Jesus. Verse 10, In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for all people, and the nations will rally to him. Uh, and then it goes on to describe that a little bit more. But here's a view of Messiah as the universal king, not just a king over Israel or Judah or one any one nation, but the king of the earth. And when he uh, when he stands as a banner all out of all the nations of the earth, uh, those who are a part of that kingdom are going to rally to him and come to him. So the chapter continues on with a similar uh, vision of what's going to happen in Messiah's reign. Um, but that's enough for us today. But I just want to come back to that uh, one point of application that you might take away, that all of this glorious kingdom of the coming of this Messiah kingdom 
looked so impossible in the time of Isaiah and even more impossible as the people of Judah are, are living in captivity in, in Babylon and, and Jerusalem is destroyed. Uh, how much more impossible all this these writings seem. Um, but it, it gives me hope. Uh, I mean, what about you? Or what are you waiting on that to you just looks like a dead stump? And yet you believe that God has promised, um, has promised that there would be good, that there would be something come out of it. And yet in this moment, it looks impossible. Uh, the, the work of God continues, even when on the outside, it looks hopeless, um, that God is still at work. He doesn't abandon. He is not limited uh, by our hopeless situations. The all-powerful God of the universe is always at work. Hope you have a great day.